It's time for the Blind Android Users Podcast from BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back and enjoy this podcast from a blindness perspective. Hi everyone, welcome to episode number one of the Blind Android Users Podcast. My name is Austin Pinto and I'm from Mumbai, India. And today we have two other hosts with me. And everyone, welcome Warren Carr. Thank you so much, Austin, for that wonderful introduction. Again, my name is Warren Carr. And Dennis Long. Hello, Warren. How are you? And welcome to the show. I am doing well. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here today for this podcast. And this is our very first episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. And we're going to be talking about our journey into Android when we started and all of that. Hello, Dennis. How are you? And good to have you on the show. Welcome. Hello, everybody. My name is Dennis Long. I am the other host of this uh, Blind Android Users podcast. So I am going to do most of the talking today, actually, unfortunately. Yes, my other two hosts also will get a chance to talk. So today we are going to talk first about how we got started with Android what is our Android journey been like, what was our first phone, and how we saw Android improve. And after that, after we three share our Android journeys, we have a surprise demo for you by our device collector, our app collector, Warren Carr. So stay tuned to that demo, and I hope you like the podcast. So what is this podcast about and why do we have so many Android podcasts? This Android podcast aims to show new Android users and those migrating from iOS and different platforms the basics of Android. We will also be doing some advanced things, some fun advanced things later. But first, we would like to cover the basics. This is This podcast is mainly for the new Android listeners if you want to maybe brush up your basics you can listen to the podcast if you want to we will be showing you what has changed in android 11 just a just a brief overview uh gestures and talk back and all those things how to use them so we will go to those basics so we will be talking about that so first up dennis how did you get started with Android? What is your story and what is your journey? Which phone did you have as your first phone? And what was it like using Android in those days? I'm just going to tell you a little bit about me. When did I get started on Android, etc. And we'll go from there. I started on Android. Oh, gosh. When did the Captivate Glide come out? That was the phone I had. It had Android 4.0. Now, I prefer version numbers uh, compared to um, <clears throat> internal build names, but for those that, for the internal build name, I'll give it. It is 4.0 was Ice Cream Sandwich. I then, well, I had the Glide a couple years, modded it, rommed it, sent it off to, there was a great company back in the day that sadly is not around anymore that did all the rooting and romming for me. They rooted and rommed the Glide. They rooted and rommed the Relay. I had the Samsung Galaxy Relay. Um, those that say Android is not accessible is not true. Um, 
I use it with a Bluetooth keyboard to this day. No, I'm not using the Glide or the Relay. I am using currently a Google Pixel 4a and the Pixel 4a I am using with a Rivo, R-I-V-O, Bluetooth keyboard. And you can get more information at R-I-V-O, that's Romeo India Victor Oscar dot M-E, that's Mike Echo slash E-N for English. The Rivo 2 works with Android and iPhone, so you can use it on either one. And uh, the nice thing about Android is a couple of things. Um, first of all, you're not restricted to system apps. If you don't like the Gmail client, you've got choices. You've got Aquamail. You've got Canine Mail. If you don't like Google Messages or whatever the default messaging client is, you've got uh, 2K SMS, Yada SMS, Shop SMS. The list goes on. Some of these apps are more accessible than others. Um, for instance, Shop SMS has a number of unlabeled buttons. I have contacted the developer several times, but have not gotten anywhere. They say it's on their list of things to do. Well, the only way things are going to get more accessible is the more users that contact them and say, hey, this app is not accessible, or there's a problem with this app. I can't do this, and I'm a talkback user. So what we have to do is, as a community, come together, even if we personally ourselves wouldn't use said app. If we band together and say, hey, look, accessibility is important. Here's why we will get farther. So I've used Android off and on for years. I've also used an iPhone. And in the end, I've always come back to Android because it is better battery life, more um, open source, and the ability to change your applications you're not locked down to what apple thinks is best for you and there, there are some people that that is appropriate for but if you like to tinker and you like to be able to <clears throat> um use your phone to its fullest android is for you there is a program called macro droid i have several macros one is a caller id macro that uh, somebody created for me it will repeat who is calling. I have a macro that will tell me when the battery drops below 20%. It'll count down every percentage if Bluetooth is connected. Otherwise, if Bluetooth isn't connected, it doesn't tell you. The purpose of that is if you're on a call, you want to know what your battery's at. So there's a lot you can do on Android that you can't on iPhone. And that that is what has gotten me to Android. There, don't get me wrong. There are some iPhone apps I'd love to see on Android. Weather gods being first and foremost among them. That has to be by far the most accurate and best weather app I have ever seen in my life. And I'd love to see that come to Android. So uh, anybody that would like to see that, do reach out to the weather gods developers and tell them we need an Android version. But Android is open source. The other nice thing about Android 2 is TalkBack isn't tied to the system. And by that, I mean TalkBack can get updates independent of the operating system. Android generally releases its operating system in September or October. Well, I've gotten a TalkBack update in November after I've gotten my Android security update for November. I've gotten a TalkBack update one year in February, again, after I gotten the OS update. So it is released completely separate of the OS. It's not tied in where you only get a TalkBack update when you get an Android security update. You may go several months with that one, but that's okay because that means Google is working on things behind the scenes. And yes, you can submit feedback to Google. Google has a disability support line just like um, 
Apple does. So do feel free to reach out to them with your suggestions on how Android can be improved. And do feel free to send us emails on what would you like to see on the Blind Android Users Podcast. What do you want to know how to do? What is it you're struggling with? And if we can help you, <clears throat> we will. Like I said, I use a keyboard. Warren uses the touchscreen. So hopefully between the two of us, we can put our heads together and uh, help you with your Android needs. All right. So um, I guess that's wraps this thing up. Uh, I just want to give you a brief overview of how I use my Android. And my email client is Aquamail. It's a great email client if you want to check it out. You can search for it at the Play Store. You do need the pro account, the pro version, if you want to um, add more than one account. The pro version is worth it. I got it many, many years ago. It, some people may think it's a little pricey. But again, this developer does support accessibility. And I do believe in supporting developers. So if you're... Looking for a good third-party email client? There you go. Very nice. That was a good experience. Um, those days, using Android was uh, very... It, it came, it improved a lot. And yeah, it was very good to be a part of the journey. Uh, it was good to start with Android from the starting and see it improve. That is what... That is going to still improve. TalkPack is going to get better. And it has got better. So Warren, what is your comments on Dennis's journey of Android? Thank you so much, Dennis, for that wonderful introduction and your journey into Android, and particularly hitting on those subject matters of accessibility and all of that. That is wonderful. And this goes to prove the fact that we need to come together as a group and constantly write to those developers expressing the need for making their apps accessible. Thank you for bringing that to the forefront. So Warren, how did you start with Android? I know you have a lot of devices and you always keep changing devices. You have tried watches, you have tried a lot of Android devices, smart devices. How did you get started? Thank you so much, Austin. I believe that my Android journey began in 2010. And when I started, it was the LG Optimist. To be honest, that thing was quite a struggle for me. I wasn't really liking that phone because it was really hard to navigate around and it has a little trackpad, I believe, like most Android phones at the time had. And so my journey began in 2010 with the LG Optimist. It was, I believe, was running Android version Froyo. It's easier for me to remember the names than it is to remember numbers. But that LG phone came with Android Froyo. And like I said, it was quite a struggle. I ran back to my Apple device. It was the iPad, the big iPad, the very first generation of the iPad back then. And then from time to time, I'll go back and pick up the uh, LG Optimist. And then I found something called Ice Free Shell, and which was then developed by the Ice Free people from Google. And that made a little bit of a difference in how I use my phone. And then it kind of helped me to like my phone a little bit better. So with that, I thought I was really going to be using Android. And with that, I put that iPad away and started using Android. So in 2011, I got something called the Razer Max from Motorola. And at the time, Motorola was really doing well. I believe that thing came with gingerbread 
And in no time at all, I think a few months later, it got updated to ice cream. And I think it was during the ice cream um, release that we have the ability to draw a rectangle on the phone to enable accessibility. I'm almost positive that's how we did it now. I don't remember. I don't think that ice cream came with the two-finger hold-down. I think the two-finger hold-down came with jelly bean. So with that ice cream sandwich, one would just draw a rectangle on the screen to enable accessibility. Now, frankly, I didn't do that. I think I had my sighted friend help me enable accessibility. And I think it was also the very first uh, Android version that came with Explore uh, on by default because most of them you had to go enable Explore by touch. Now, I may be wrong, but I think it was with ice cream that Explore by Touch was on by default, or maybe it was during uh, Jelly Bean that we had that ability to do the Explore by Touch that came on by default. So then in 2012, I got the first Google tablet that was the Nexus 7, and it was quite a joy because it came with Jelly Bean, and I was able to enable accessibility on my own by putting my two fingers down after it got to the setup screen and TalkBack came up talking and I thought I was dancing somewhere in heaven. I was so excited. It was really nice to be able to have the ability to turn on accessibility on my own. And so my journey with Android was cementing then. In 2013, I got the Samsung Galaxy S4 and this was really, really nice. It was a very nice phone. It was just after the um, dawning of the Galaxy S3 that was in 2012. And so the Galaxy S4 came and it was just another beauty. And so I had that and I had that for a while till maybe 2015. Later uh, that year, I got the Nexus 6. The Nexus 6 had come out back in 2014, I believe. And so I had the Nexus 6 and it was with Lollipop. It was quite a better experience. Of course, my Galaxy got updated to the uh, Lollipop 5.0 in, uh, in November of 2015. Now, I want to mention here in passing that the Galaxy S4 that I got was the PGE device. So that was the uh, Pure Google Edition and so in those days, there were three manufacturers, maybe four, but the ones that I remember that made the PGE devices were Sony, HTC, and Samsung. And so I got the Samsung one, and I was really excited about it. I became a very staunch Samsung believer, and I was constantly defending Samsung. And then when I got the Nexus 6 late in 2015, then in 2016, late 2016, I got the Nexus 6P. Of course, as you can see the pattern here, I am always getting yesterday's wine. So I didn't get the Nexus 6 when it launched in 2014. I got it later in 2015. And when the Nexus 6P and the Nexus 5X came out in 2015, I didn't get the Nexus 6P until 2016. And then in 2016, when Google released the very first Pixel devices, I didn't get it then in 2016 till mid 
2017, I think it was in the spring of 2017, that I got the pixel. And I could look back on those things now, and quite a difference it was that we went from the Nexus and to the Pixel. They kept the same UI and everything was beautiful. Now, so I have ever since then collected every single Nexus phone beginning with the very first one that was introduced in 2008. And then I got all three that were from Samsung. There was the Galaxy Nexus, the Galaxy S or something, and then the, um, another one. So I got three of them, I know for sure. Then I didn't get the Galaxy, no, rather, I didn't get the uh, Nexus 4, which came out in 2012 until, oh, maybe about four years ago, or maybe five years ago, when I got my very first Nexus 4, because I wanted to collect those. And then about two years ago, I got the Nexus 5, and then I got the Nexus 5X. And so I now have all the Nexus phones from the very first one, too the Nexus 6P. I think there are a couple more that I didn't get from the Nexus line. I think there was the Nexus player and there was something called Nexus Q, if my memory serves me right. Now, I don't have any of those two. And so my collection of the Nexus is incomplete. If we are <laughs> really going to talk about having a complete collection. So with the Pixels, now I have every Pixel phone except the 4A 5G, and the Pixel 5. So I'm looking forward to when I could get the Pixel 4A 5G, but I will wait till next year and get it on some sales or something of that sort. So that's how that journey began. And like Dennis said, you know, it is important that we help each other on how to use those phones. Because I could remember when I started with that LG Optimist, I was really frustrated and it was some friends that helped me with it and pointed me to the ice free shell and it helped me or else i probably would have never been on android i would have stuck on apple devices and things like that so when we want to do this um podcast i think the very first thing that came to our minds was the fact that we wanted to make sure that people that are getting onto android don't have the kind of problems that I had or Dennis had when he started. Of course, Dennis was the uh, Galaxy Captivate, so he's had a physical key. I never had any phone that had a physical key. So it was quite a challenge coming from a Symbian, you know, Nokia. I had the Nokia, um, what was it, N86. Yeah, I had the N86, and then I had the E72 and things like that. So it's really important to us here at the Blind Android Users that we help people who are just starting with their Android phones. And so that's why we're starting back to basics and making sure that those people who are coming on do not have the struggles that we had when we got started on our Android journeys. So I am so excited that we have this podcast going and uh, looking forward to helping many people as much as we could so that they too would have a good experience as to the bad experience that those of us had. And again, I thank you guys so much for listening to us. And Austin, how about you take it over? Thank you, Warren and Dennis, for your fantastic explanations. I must say, Warren is a device collector, an app collector. Wow, I should have put this in the intro of the podcast. Well, Warren, your story on your Android journey really 
brought back some memories for me the ice free shell wow that thing was very very simple uh for our listeners those who don't know what the ice free shell was it was the home screen and as you press the home button you would hear the marvin uh speaking i i hope his name yeah his name was Mar- marvin and he used to say something like my name is marvin and it was annoying sometimes he used to say something which i forgot now but it was annoying sometimes it was really really annoying to hear that thing again and again every time you press the home button so the ice free shell was a very very simple home screen it had an app drawer it had some list of maybe i think it had it had a dock with uh, three apps at the bottom that's what it had that's all it had nothing else it didn't have any pages no page support multi page nothing the app drawer used to just scroll from top to down a to z direct alphabetical sorting and just nothing you could not drag anything from here to there you could not organize anything nothing absolute nothing so i use the ice free shell in fact once i used the ice free shell on my samsung phone i i became easier for me to use the phone so it brought from it brought back good memories and i think even our old listeners will our old android users the android users that were from the starting will agree that this experience brought back some big memories here i am the size of a planet as you want me to just make phone calls So Dennis do you want to say something before I can start my journey on Android I think you can comment on Warren's journey All right Warren thank you for that you have had quite the Android journey and quite the Android devices <clears throat> Now I do want to clear one thing up in my uh that I had said earlier and I did say earlier that uh Android allows you to customize things like your email program that is true. However, I want to be fair and balanced to both platforms. As of iOS 14, you are able to customize email program and browser. So I did want to clarify that. How I got started with Android. So yeah, we have been in communication for for over about 10 11 years i think i started with android from 2009 and uh, we had the ice free list first that list has disappeared i guess i have never heard anything from that list i think that list has become an announcement only list but i have not even heard any announcement from that list so that list is disappeared so my first phone my first android phone was a galaxy y pro duos it was uh, the very those days phones used to come with limited specs and Samsung was very infamous for hanging that those days you would use your phone for about 3 to 4 months and the phone would start hanging you would have to reset your phone resetting those days was the pain you would get account errors sign in errors and a lot of things so it was not easy so those days it was very difficult to reset everything so the Samsung Galaxy Y device it had 5 1 2 gb of ram and it had i think i should say a gig or two of storage that that's what it had maybe 4 gb yeah it had 4 gb of storage correct not a gig or two 4 gb and it had an 832 megahertz processor i don't know which brand the processor was i think it was from samsung maybe some brand maybe exynos i don't know so those days for all the new people 
and those people who have not been with us for so long in Android. Those days, there was no support for touchscreen. This was in Android 2.3.6 days. So TalkBack would not support touchscreens. So we used to have a keypad, a QWERTY keypad phone. Wow, that those are fun to type on. I could type as fast as possible on them. Be it rush time, be it whatever time, I would be able to type as fast as possible on them. So yeah, so I have, we have this QWERTY keypad phone. We had a trackpad. Some phones had a trackball, like the HTC, I think it was the HTC Dream M1, I guess. So it had a trackpad, a trackball, not trackpad. And how I got started in Android was I listened to, uh, I heard a podcast or some demonstrations by this person called Mike Arigo. I have not heard from him in a long time. Maybe I need to contact him. But yeah. So those of you who know Mike Arigo, he used to do some fantastic demos on the Blind Cool. I think it was the Blind Cool Tech BCT. He used to do demos on Mac. He used to do demos on Android and all those things. So he demoed Android and I said, wow, this is nice. I should get started into this. And before that, I was using a Nokia. I think it was a 6600 phone. So or maybe an N79 phone. Yeah, it was an N79 phone. So I got started on Android using his podcast, his demos. So the 2.3.6 was that it had no support for touchscreens, no support for web views. Web views were not much accessible. They should improve even now, I think, but they were not accessible. And then after that, I jumped straight to 4.4.4. And that was the Spice phone, the Spice MI498. This was an Android One phone by Google. So it was with stock Android and it had was getting updates very fast. The, by then, TalkBack had come with touchscreen support and still some work had to be done in terms of accessibility, but it used to support touchscreens very nicely. So that was my second Android phone. From there, I went to the uh, Xiaomi Redmi 3S Prime. I believe that was with Android 7, Android 6, I should say 7. And that was also a good phone. That was a metal body phone. And by then, phones started coming with some very high-end specs. It had a, I think it had a 16, no, it had a 32 GB storage. And it had a 3 GB RAM. Wow, from going from a 512 MB RAM to go to a 3 GB RAM. I think even the Spice had a 3 GB RAM. So the Spice started it all with the 3 GB RAM. So going so high in specs, that was really nice. So that phone was MI. And MI is even now not very, it has some accessibility problems. But in those days, the accessibility problems were a lot. You had to set TalkBack as a startup app and all those things. Otherwise, TalkBack would not run when you would boot your phone. So there were some accessibility problems there. From there, from MI, I came into Asus Zenfone M1. Now, this is recent territory. This is the phone. Even then, I had, I think that was a 64 GB storage and a 4 GB RAM. And uh, it had a fingerprint sensor. I think it was my second yeah, it was my second phone with a fingerprint sensor. And even that was like stock Android, although it was not Android 1. 
but it was stock android so yeah that was the next phone that i got and this had android 9 with it i got it with android 9 then i got the oneplus 60 my favorite brand oneplus and uh, it was actually used by my brother for one year then i got the phone and i was just playing around with oneplus it has oxygen os that is a customized version of android and i got it with android 10 i believe it came with android 9 out of the box but i got it with android 10 and then at last i got the oneplus node that is my current phone at the moment it is having android 10 and will be upgraded to android 11 shortly so what i feel is that in this whole journey is that talkback has improved a lot and talkback needs to improve more especially the web view side of things needs to improve a lot more previously in android 2.3.6 if there was a app with a web view and by mistake you would land into web view that would be game over then <laughs> i don't know how you would come out of web view i don't know what we used to do to come out of a web view actually i think we used to close the app and reopen it or we used to do something but it was very difficult those days so this was our story on android so warren would you like to take it over do you have any comments on my journey in android and you can follow it up by giving us a demo of your app of the week so warren kindly take the mic over ah austin what a journey you had it was quite an interesting journey and i am truly glad to hear that journey of yours and most especially that the phone was locally produced that is the kind of thing that we want to hear whereby prices are going to be brought down because of local manufacturing that is awesome and i hope that spice is still in bed with google or something like that i know that there's another one called geo or something like that in your neck of the woods and google is really pushing into the indian market and i hope to see that become reality so that we have better phones for you guys made by google in conjunction with the local people there on the ground no warren unfortunately spice is not in partnership with google anymore i think they the last phone that they made was in 2016 and i think from then they did not make any phone at least we did not hear of any phone made by spice now for those of you who don't know geo or reliance geo is a network provider in india they provide mobile network they provide fiber they provide tv services cable services dish and very affordable services and uh, they are going to release a sub hundred dollar android phone possibly with 5g partnering with google so i hope that comes out fast and they've also released some cheap 4g phones but they are feature phones not android phones so not much useful for us so yeah geo is doing good with google and so are even other players in the mobile market and now it's time for the app of the week and this app is particularly probably most useful to everybody but more so for those of us who are blind. So think of this app like an Uber kind of app. The app is called Truckit. So T-R-U-C-K space I-T. At the moment, this app is only 
um, in the U.S. and it hasn't spread around the world yet, but I am almost optimistic that this is going to be out there just like Uber got started here and then before you know it, it was out there around the world. What I really like about this app is the fact that this got started by veterans. And um, so when you think of veterans, some of them include blind people like you and I, some have other disabilities from the wars that they were in and things like that. So it gives veterans who have trucks to haul things. So just think of it like if you buy furniture or some big electronic or something like that, you could use this service to get um, that thing brought home. And that's what TruckKit is all about. It's not for like moving, you know, say, hey, I'm moving from one house to another. That's not what it is for. But it's for hauling like little things like, you know, um, furniture. You went to the furniture store or went to an electronics store. You buy that big old TV and you want to be able to you want to be able to bring it home and you don't have a vehicle big enough or you don't know how to uh, drive like you know or you're blind or whatever so these people would then bring it home to you and right now like I said it's only in the US so I'm gonna bring up uh, track it and so people can sign up that is people who want to drive and you get paid so just like uber but yes for oh, please, things. so i'm going to find it and bring it up so when you bring up the app you go through the process of signing up and i could say that their labeling is not very good um the labels are not necessarily on the buttons themselves it could be like a little bit to the side of it and but then some of them just don't make sense that much but it doesn't have many of those but basically the app is accessible um, for and usable so as I brought it up now it says uh, menu because I've already signed up and you could sign up create an account using your email address or whatever you could use Facebook or something like that and so when you bring it up now it says menu and that's to the top left that's the only thing we have there. We don't have anything on the mm -hmm. top right like that would say something like, you know, more options or anything of that nature. So what we have here are two buttons, but there's that menu at the top. And that's the one we want to talk about first. And then we'll talk about the button at the bottom. Now, the menu, when you tap on it, all that you have there is your your name and um, and then log out and all of that. But what I want us to look at there is the settings. Oh, menu button. So menu. Menu. And you have my deliveries. My deliveries. Stop review and ratings. Reviews and ratings. So now I'm gonna go to settings. 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 Right. Left button. When you tap on settings, you hear something said M left. That button is supposed to be labeled as navigate to top. So here in the settings, these are the items that we have. We have account settings, account settings, change password, change password, change mobile number, change mobile number, my payment methods, my payment methods, support, support about us, about us, fact, fact that's FAQ, privacy policy, privacy terms and conditions, terms and conditions, version one point zero point two, version. So now, if you want to add a payment method. 
Let's find that add payment method or payment methods. My payment methods. My payment methods. You heard that M left again, so because that's focus on that's a top left, that's a navigator top. At the bottom right is the add card. And if I tap here, then we have name on card, edit box. Name on card. Card number, edit box. Card number. Expiration date, edit box. Expiration date. Add card. And then add card. So those are the fields that you need to fill. I haven't filled those out yet. So I'm going to go back here and go back to the main menu. Now, here's the, uh, one of the buttons that I said were wrongly labeled. At the bottom right here, I'm on the main home screen now. At the bottom uh, right is something that says add a, new add a new pickup. That's at the bottom here in the middle. And to the right edge is the actual button because if you tap here, that's nothing. But if I move my finger to the right edge of the phone, so something having to do with pickup, I tap here, and it brings up this window, this screen. So pickup location, if you tap here, it's going to bring up a search. So you could put in the address where the pickup is going to be picked up from. And, you know, then you're... I mean, if, if let's say they're going to pick it up from somebody's home and, you know, if they're in an apartment, you'll put their apartment number there. Contact name, edit box. Contact name of the person. Contact number, edit box. Contact number. Pickup date, edit box. Pickup date. Pickup size, edit box. Pickup size. The size, so you're going to tell them how big the item is. Drop down list, pickup size. Drop off details. And then in the drop off details, where are they going to take it to? Same as the account info, checkbox, not checked. Same as this account info. Drop off location, edit box. And the drop off location. App slash info, optional, edit box. And the apartment number. Contact name, edit box. Contact name. Contact number, edit box. Contact number. Drop off date, edit box. The drop off date. Infomera button. And there's a camera here that I think if. Allow to take pictures and record video while using the app button. You could take a picture of the thing and. Allow to access photos, media, and files on your device. Allow button. Trigger, navigate up button. So I have given it permission to use the camera. So you're going to um, take a picture of the thing or um, so they know what they're looking for when they get it. I believe that's what it is. I haven't tried it, but you could choose it either from your media um, gallery or something. Camera, so or tab on camera. camera open options menu, list. I Timer tap on that off. Of course, it opened the live view of my camera. I'm going to go back. If I tap here, then I, I can look at the things that I have in my gallery. And so down here at the bottom, we've got back on the bottom left, original in the middle. And then there's something that says sure, and it's disabled, I guess, because I haven't uh, chosen So that would be a quick overview of the TrackIt app, Trackit. and I'm looking button. forward to it because I think it's going to be Pixel something launcher. that will be very useful to those of us who are blind and will be supporting the greatest people. So that would be my demonstration of the TrackIt app. We'll put the play URL in the show notes.
Thank you, Warren, for that wonderful demo, in detailed demo of the app of the week, Trucker. I I hope this app comes to all the parts of the world. And yes, if the app has been started by veterans, we should support our veterans. It's because of the veterans. We are here today. We are free, and we are we can do what we want. So we should support them and whatever they do. So thanks for this demonstration. And now, Austin. You want to give them our contact information and all of that before we bring this to a close? So our contact information, we have a mailing list. You can subscribe to that mailing list by sending an email to blind Android users plus subscribe at groups.io. That is B-L-I-N-D-U-S-E-R-S plus S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E at groups.io. We have a Telegram group which the link will be in the show notes, but it should t.me slash blind Android users. We also have a website, blindandroidusers.com. If you want to contact us, have a chat and give us feedback, you can send us an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. We look forward for your feedback and you can tell us how we are doing, what should we talk about in the next episodes, what do you want to see. We want to thank you guys for listening to us and our next week is going to be a different format. Thank you so much. And for those of you that celebrate Christmas, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas but something else, then may that spirit of whatever it is that you celebrate also be with you. So, El Bueno, there you go. Uh, Austin, that's my little Espanol there. So, amigos y amigas, thank you so much. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, as they say, good things must come to an end. So does this episode one of the Blind Android Users podcast. I would like to say to all our listeners, adios amigos. And I hope I pronounced it correctly. So I think the next episode, we will meet you after Christmas. So those who are celebrating Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. Those who are celebrating some other thing, have a happy holiday. And I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah to those that celebrate it. And we will see you after Christmas. Thank you, everybody, and have an awesome holiday season. Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Blind Android Users Podcast. I hope you liked the show. And I hope you enjoyed all that we had to offer in this episode. Until next time, stay safe and happy podcasting.